Good morning. I looked at I looked back earlier and uh, there was a few empty seats. I looked now and it's a little full. Now I got nervous. You may be seated. Amen. Hallelujah. I uh, told Johanna earlier this week I had a name for a message, but you know I work for somebody, so he changed that. The title of my message this morning is Count It All Joy. Uh, If you know the word, you probably know where I'm headed with that. It's not a fun message. Uh, It is a fun message because I'm going to give you hope today. How about that? So it's when you hear that, though, if when 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 you've been in churches, especially as long as I have, you hear that message, you kind of know where it's going. But I believe the Lord's got something different for you today. I think you're going to leave here with hope. I think you're going to leave here with expectation of maybe what you're going through in life. But if you will turn your Bibles to the book of James, chapter 1, verse 2, is where we're going to leapfrog to, or from, excuse me. So while you're getting there, I'm going to get there. How about that? Have you ever had one of those weeks? Come on now, I need to hear somebody testify this morning. Have you ever had one of them weeks? Have you ever had one of those days? Have you ever had one of those months? Seems like you're having one of those years. You ever had one of them? Somebody wave your hand at me if you you know what I'm talking about, okay? James chapter 1 verse 2. If you're reading in the New King James Version, it reads like this. My brethren, means you ladies too, count it all joy when you fall into various trials knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. Verse 4 says, But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Verse 5, If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, excuse me, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he'll receive anything from the Lord. He is that man who does not ask in faith, does not have faith, who's double-minded. That man is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. So I want to start back in verse 1. My brother, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. If you read that in the message, it says, Consider, Consider it a sheer gift, friends, when tests and challenges come to you from all sides. Now, that, that don't sound real fun, but James is exhorting us here that when you are in a testing period of your life, and let me tell you something, it's going to come. If you, if you haven't been through a test or a trial in your life, it's because you ain't lived long enough. Somebody say amen. If you haven't been through a test and a trial in your spiritual life, you ain't lived long enough. If you ain't been through a test and trial in your finances, in your checkbook, it's because you ain't lived long enough. Okay? They gonna come. They do come. They will come. And when you pass this one, more is gonna come. But I want to give you hope today and let you know that you're gonna make it through this. Okay? For me, this week, it was one of those weeks. My wife would tell you, it wasn't a good week for me. The Bible says here, James said, count it joy when you enter into these various trials and, and testings. Not temptations, but testings. The, the, new, the, the King James Version says temptations. I believe that's translated wrong because God doesn't tempt any man nor can he be tempted by any man, the Bible says. And he's not going to tempt you. But now there is a testing that comes. There is a testing that comes and that's life. God's not sending horrible things on you. God's not sending sickness on you or trouble or or anything like that. Nor would you send it on your kids. I was talking to my brother-in-law last night. I was was just kind of, I guess, in the flow. You know, when you got a word on you, you know, anybody you talk to that week, if you talk to Pastor Dale long enough, you'll probably hear what he's going to speak about on Sunday. But I was talking to him last night, and I said, you know, this, this, didn't, this wasn't God's design for you, the, the problem that he's going through in his life. He said, I, I think God, you know, had to, had to put this on me so, so that I'd learn a lesson. I said, well, would you send your daughter, my niece, 
Anna Lee, would you have her run in the road to get run over by a car to teach her not to play in the road? He said, well, no, I wouldn't do that. I said, well, then your heavenly father is way better father than you are. So he's not putting this on you. Somebody, maybe more than one of us, is going through something this week. Some of you have been faced with something that you've never faced before. Some of you are going through a test that you've never been tested on before. Your faith is being tested. Some of you may not be. So you just pray for that one beside you that is. Because he needs it. She needs it. Count it all joy. Consider it a sheer gift, friends, when tests and challenges come to you from all sides. Have you ever been under pressure? That, that scripture there talks about when you've been put under pressure. When things have come upon you that, have, that are pressing you from all sides. Paul said that I've been pressed from all sides. In verse 3, let me read it in the message version because I like it better. It says, Consider it a sheer gift, friends, when tests and challenges come at you from all sides. You know that under pressure, your faith life is forced into the open and shows its true colors. When, you in, when, when that test comes upon you, when that situation comes upon you, your faith life is suddenly thrust forward. And you and everyone else around you is no, going to know where you stand. And you can proclaim and you can say where you stand and you can believe all you want to. But when you get put in that situation, you're fixing to know where you stand at. Your faith life is going to be thrust into the open and it's going to show its true colors. How you react and how you re respond to a situation shows what you believe. Are you going to believe the doctor's report? Or are you going to believe what faith says? Are you going to believe that it's bankruptcy? Or are you going to believe what faith says? Or you believe you're, going, you're not going to make it? Or are you going to believe what faith says? When you get there, when that time comes, you, you, your faith is going to be tested. It's that time when you're going to have to say what you believe in your heart. Because out of the abundance of the heart does the mouth speak. When you get faced in that situation, whatever that is, whatever you're going through, you need to speak what the Word of God says. But whatever's on the inside of you is coming out. Whatever's on the inside of you coming out. You can say you don't cuss if you want to. Stub your pinky toe on the coffee table and see what happens. Because whatever's in you is coming out. Amen? When you get put in that situation, the Bible says that your faith, your faith life, what is your faith life like? What are you feeding in your life? Are you feeding faith or are you feeding fear? Who are you listening to? Are you listening to godly counsel? Are you listening to the word? Are you diving yourself and staying in the word of God to build your faith life or are you staying in fear? Are you listening to people who are telling you or giving you marriage counseling that has been through five divorces? Are you listening to somebody who's filed three bankruptcies on how to be financially better? What are you feeding in your faith life? Because your faith life is going to be brought out into the open. Frustration. How many of you ever been frustrated? How many of you get in that situation, man? This week, I, I'm telling you, I was frustrated. And I got to a point that, that, that I got to those around me, my friends and my family, and I just looked at them and I said, listen, I'm real frustrated right now because things ain't going the way that they're supposed to be going. They're not going the way that I imagined them to go. There's been a lot that's been thrust on me this week uh, financially. Some, some people I'm responsible for that I feel financially responsible for. And that pressure, man, has been great upon me this week. And I got down to a point where I had to choose what I believe, what I know down on the inside of me, or am I going to speak and declare and move in the things that, that the outside things, the outside forces that are coming upon me, am I going to believe in that? Am I going to allow that frustration to get me to speak against things? Do you know that, that in the tongue is the power of life and death, the Bible says? That, that word, if you, if you translate that Hebrew word, that means that literally in your mouth is a hand a hand. 
that brings things into and out of your life as you speak. The power of life and death is in the, ta- is in the tongue. You've got to say what you believe, not say what you see. Look at somebody and say, say what you believe. You've got to speak what you believe. What do you believe to be true? What do you believe, what do you know to be true? Because frustration, ladies and gentlemen, is the theft of greatness. Because you will tear up in, in, in one sentence more than what you can bring into your life in a year. Just by your tongue. You can get mad at somebody at work. You get mad at your supervisor at work in frustration and, and, and bless him out. Tell him everything. I'm going to tell him everything I think about him. How many of you have done that? How many of you have said that? I'm going to tell him. I'm going to give him peace of my mind. Well, that's fine. And you'll be in the unemployment line next week. Frustration is the theft of greatness. What God would have for you at that place of business, what God would have for you at that job, what God would have for you in that employment, you ruin in a place of frustration. So be careful, ladies and gentlemen, when you're in that place of testing, when you're in that place of frustration, that you don't say out of your mouth out of frustration something that's going to kill or something that's going to destroy what God's trying to bring into your life. On the other side, let's look at the flip side of that coin because the coin has the heads and the tails. Okay? In that place of frustration, you can speak life. You can speak life to that situation. You can say, no, 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 I don't care what my checkbook says. I know what God has for me. I know what God has planned for me. I know what God wants for me, and that's what I'm going to hold on to. And that's what I'm going to speak to. And that's what I'm going to bring life to. Because whatever you speak to is going to bring life. Somebody, y'all didn't get that. I said, whatever you speak to is what's going to come to life. God took Ezekiel to the valley of dry bones. He said, can these bones live? He said, only you know, Lord. Ezekiel wasn't real sure. He said, then you speak. And he said, when he spoke, sinew came upon sinew, bone." Reattach the bone. Whatever you speak to in your life is what's going to come to life. You have the power. The Bible says that he created, God created all the animals and he brought Adam and he sat him down. He said, now you name them. And I agree with Pastor Dale. I think he got tired after a while and he went from duckbill platypus to ant. But whatever he named, that's what it was. And you have the same power that works in you. The same, the same speaking ability to power where God spoke and his words were so powerful that there was, light for, there was light for days before light was ever created. He said, let there be light, and there was light. He hadn't even created the sun yet. So whatever you're going through, whatever darkness you're going through in your life, that's hope for you because today you can speak. Let there be light in that situation. Let there be light in my checkbook. Let there be light in my relationships. Let there be light on my business. Hallelujah. I'm getting excited here. Don't let frustration steal what God has for you. Don't let that place of frustration, because God didn't bring you to this place. He didn't bring you to this place for you to speak out against it. He didn't bring you to this place to bring frustration upon you. Life just happens, but in that life moment, you gotta, you got to use wisdom. I heard a man say it like this one time. He said, and James goes on to say, be swift to hear, slow to speak. Lord, keep my mouth from springing a leak. You got to do that. Let the meditation of my heart and the things that I say out of my mouth be acceptable in your sight. Oh, Lord, my God and my Redeemer. Why? Because everything that you say, everything that comes out of your mouth produces life or death. And that choice is upon you. Because what you speak to, you'll bring life to. You want life in your marriage? Speak to it. You want life in your finances? Speak to it. You want life in your business relationships? Speak to it. Start talking to people. Quit hating on them. That's another sermon. Hallelujah. 
Be careful what decisions you make in times of pressure. Let that be a little bit of wisdom. Verse 4 in the Amplified says, Let patience have its perfect work. Patience there is translated perseverance. If you read in the, in the, uh, in the King James Version, or the New King James Version rather, it says, But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Let patience, patience, that it says, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. That word patience there translates endurance. What you're going through right now, the trials, the tribulations, the pressure that you're going through, is is producing something in you. I don't want you to think it's just because God's mean and He wants to be mean to you today. First of all, it's not from God. We've already gone over that. But it is producing something in you. It's producing. It's, it's, it's producing endurance. Man, I need somebody that's been through something along on my team. Why? Because they're going to help me get where I want to go because they've got some endurance about them. Because I know when we go through something together, they ain't walking away. They ain't leaving me behind. It's producing endurance in you. Let the process and let the pain of the process produce endurance in you. Because the process sometimes brings pain. You're looking through a guy, to a guy, at a guy that has been through a process. I've been through some fire. (laughs) I'm the guy that sat on Pastor Dale's couch in his office that he talked about a couple of weeks ago that was at his wit's end. Who, who didn't know where to turn, didn't know what to do. And honestly, I didn't believe this thing called Christianity worked. I'd got that to, to that point in my life. I said, this don't work, man. But the process that I went through to get, to get it all out, to get all the ugly out, not because I thought that by doing anything I was made righteous. I was, I was made righteous by the blood of Jesus. But sometimes you've got to, even though, even though you've been taken out of Egypt, you've got to get Egypt out of you. So I still had some Egypt in me that had to be squeezed out. And sometimes life's process, life processes, it, it'll squeeze that out of you. But it's producing something in you. It's, 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 a produ- it's producing in you a statuativeness, if that's even a word. A stick-to-itiveness. Being able to stand and face and know that what I've been through, I can help somebody else through. That's what it's producing in you. Don't abort the process. I see too many times, and I and I even had the opportunity to abort the process. Don't abort the process. I know what you're going through right now seems painful, and I know it's pressuring you, and you don't know where to turn or what to do, and and you might even be confused. Maybe you're going through a storm in your life, and you really don't know which way to go. Don't be like the people that were on the ship with Paul. Paul said to them, "Listen, if you'll just hang on, I know it looks rough." right now. I know it looks bad right now. I know we're going through a hurricane and I, first of all, I told you not to sail to begin with. Y'all know the scripture, just laugh. Paul said, I told you not to sail to begin with, but if you'll just hang on, if you'll just hang on, you're going to make it through. He said, if you'll just hang on, not one of you will perish. Yet in the confusion, of the hurricane. Now these were professional fishermen, okay? These were not novice fishermen like me. I, listen, waves get two foot and I'm in a boat, I'm looking for the shore, okay? These men are going through something. They've been trained. They, they're seaworthy. You understand what I'm saying? They, they've, been, they've been through some high waves and some strong winds. Yet, yet this storm has got them scared and confused and they don't know which way to turn. 
Have you ever been that way? Have you ever been through a storm where you're, you're scared, you're confused, you're upset, and up seems down and down seems up and west seems east and east seems west and you just don't know what to do and Paul is saying to you, listen, don't jump the ship. And I'm telling you today, don't jump the ship. Don't abort the process because there's something coming out of the process that's going to be far more glorious than what you're going through right now. Don't abort the process. Paul even went on to say in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 17, he said, Our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. What you're going through right now has a far more exceeding weight to it than what you see. It has a weight to it. It has a weight to it. I, feel, I, I don't know if y'all feel God on this. But it, it's got a weight to it. It's far more than what you're going through right now. It's far more. It, it's reaching more people than you think it is. People are seeing you make it through this struggle. And it's helping them. It's working for you a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. God's able to use the situation you're going through to produce glory in you. Now it's not it's not temporal glory. It's not anything that I'm talking about that's going I, I'm just, it's going to produce in you glory. You got healed of cancer and now lay hands on somebody else and heal them of cancer. That 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 what you've been through produces weight in you. Why why do you listen to Pastor Dale because his words have weight. Why do you listen to that financial counselor? Because their words have weight. Because they've done something. They've been through something. They've fought something. So why do you live? Because they, they carry, those words carry weight. So what you're going through is producing weight in you. Not weight as in added stress and added pressure. Not weight in that matter, but it, it's, it's produced. In, I wish I had the vocabulary to explain what I mean, but it's producing a, a weight of glory in you. It's producing something in you that's far more reaching than you could ever imagine. It's producing something in you that's far more uh, uh, eternal. Because what you're going through, Paul, is admonishing the Corinthians that what you're going through right now is temporary at best. Because God is eternal. What you're going through right now is temporary. It is not your final destination. It is not your final destination. What, you, what people see you going through right now, it is not your final destination. It is temporary at best. I wish I had somebody in here that needed to hear this word this morning. Lord, have mercy. What you're going through right now is just temporary. But it's producing in you the remnants of what is left over from you. A production is something that has worked and produced and is what is left over after the manual labor. After you've been worked, I heard somebody say one time, boy, the devil been working me. Good. Because it's producing something. And you're going to have a gift when you get done. You're going to have a gift when you get done. God's going to, you're going to have a gift that's out of this. Listen. The lady came in she had an alabaster box of oil. And she, went, she broke that open and the Bible says that perfume filled the room. And Judas said, what a waste. This could have been sold for a great amount of money and given to the poor. First of all, he was robbing the piggy bank. So that's all he wanted. But if you read that story and you find out who that lady is and what she had to do to get that oil, listen, she, been, she went through something. She was a prostitute, probably been paid by men to get that oil. No telling what she had to do, what she had to put up with, and she, who she had to... That oil... What's being produced in you right now is such a sweet fragrance unto the Lord. And when they were singing this morning about it's your breath that fills my lungs. And so I shout out my praise. I give out my praise. Your praise is that oil. 
That's what I wanted to say to you this morning. What have you been through that's produced the oil in you this morning? That oil is a worship to the Lord. That oil is a gift, not only to God, but to other people. Other people need to to smell that oil. Other people need to smell the fragrance of the things that you've been through. Why? Because they need hope. They need somebody to look at, to point away, to give a direction to. They need to see you make it. It's producing a way to glory for you. Romans 8, 28 says, we know that all things work together for the good of those who love God. All things work together for the good of those that love God. I didn't say all things were good. Being broke ain't fun. It ain't good. (laughs) Being sick ain't good. But it's working for you. It's producing something in you. James 1 and 5 goes on to say, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask God for it. Don't abort the process. The trial, the pressure that you're going through is producing something necessary for someone else. Even precious jewels are formed through pressure and heat. I'm not a gemologist, and there's probably people in here that can be a little bit better about that. But I do know that there are a couple different jewels that are produced by the same chemical makeup, but heat or pressure changes what type of jewel it is. And some of those, depending on the pressure, are more precious than the other ones. That pressure that you're going through this week is producing a jewel in you that you're to give away to to help somebody else. It's producing something new. I I need you to see that this morning. It's not for, it's not in vain. It's not in vain. It's not, it, it is temporary. But it's producing a far more exceeding weight of glory. If any of you lacks wisdom, let me reread that. Let him ask God who gives to all men liberally. Father knows what you need. If you're in a situation right now and you don't know where up or down is or east or west or north or south and you don't know, he says, let him ask God. Father will give you the wisdom necessary. I'm here to tell you today that God will give you the wisdom necessary to make it through the trial that you're going through. He'll give you the direction. He'll give you the footsteps. Father knows where you've been and he knows where you're going. You know that God, when he looks at you, he doesn't see you on a linear level. He doesn't see you in time. God sees you in eternity. Eternity is circular because it's constant. Eling. It's just circular. It's unbroken. Sorry, I'm movie quoting. Maybe some of you will get that, but that's okay. It's all right to laugh in church, right? But he sees you in circles. So he sees you from beginning to end all in one. He's the alpha and the omega. He's not the alpha, comma, omega. He's the alpha and the omega. He's the beginning and the end. So when he sees you, he sees you beginning and end. He's already seen you walk out of what you're fixing to walk into. (laughs) That's right. He's already seen you make it out of what you're walking into right now. That should give you hope this morning because you're going to make it. He told his disciples, he said, we're going to the other side. Now, in the midst of going to the other side, a storm arose. We've all heard the story. We've all heard probably somebody preach on that. But I'm just telling you again this morning that you're going to make it to the other side. He's already seen you walk through, make it through what you're in the middle of right now. Why? Because he's, he's already seen it. He sees you from beginning to end. Jeremiah said, you knew me when I was in my mother's womb. The Bible says that he counts, he knows the number. It's not like when one hair falls out, like that was number, that, that, that specific hair has a number. He knows you, he knows who you are. And he knows what you're walking through. 
John 16, 13 says, when he, the spirit of truth comes, he'll guide you into all truth. The Holy Spirit is your guide. If you need to know where to go in the midst of a storm where you don't know, have direction, you need to ask Holy Spirit. Why? Because he's your guide. How can he be your guide if he's not being where, and seeing what you've already been through? How's he going to tell you where to go unless he knows where you're going? So I'm here to give you hope today. He's already seen you come out of what you're walking through. Why? Because the Holy Spirit's your guide. He can't guide you if he hasn't been there. He knows it. He knows you're going to make it. He knows what it's going to produce in you. He knows the gift that's going to come out of this testing that you're going through. Is Holy Spirit God? Yes. He's already seen you come out of what you're about to walk into. He's your God. To be your God, He has to have already been to the place that you want to go. If any man lacks wisdom, let him ask. If you need to know what your next step is, ask God. Romans 8.29 says, Whom he foreknew, he also predestined. Verse 30 says, Whom he predestined, he called. Whom he called, he justified. Whom he justified, he glorified. Everything in you that you need to be successful in this life, God has already placed in you through Jesus Christ. You're not waiting on God for nothing. God's waiting on you. God's waiting on some of you to move. God's waiting on some of you to jump. Some of you keep praying for a bag of money and keep praying for your bills to be paid. God said, I don't give you a job. You just need to go to work. You need to W-O-R-K. You need to get up and you need to go to work and you need to quit complaining about the boss and you need to quit complaining about management and how they ain't paying you what you deserve and I ain't doing that because I don't get paid for that. You need to start realizing you get paid to do whatever they tell you to do and go to work and then maybe if you'll humble yourself that way, they'll exalt you to the position that you want to be in. What you speak to bring life. You're speaking against what God's trying to bring into your life. He gave you that job and you thank God for it. You told all your friends that y'all had a little praise party about how God gave you the job you was looking for. Now this week, cause pressure a little tight, you complaining to them same people about how they ain't treating you fair. They ain't doing you right. They ain't paying me enough. It was enough when you took it. But if you'll humble yourself, if you'll humble yourself and work as working unto God, like God is your boss man. I ain't even worried about you. I know it ain't fair, but God's got me and I'm going to work and I'm going to do and then in that, God will elevate you. Hallelujah. Come on, give God some praise. Thank you. Everybody say hey to my beautiful daughter, Abigail. <laughs> Quit complaining. Speak life to whatever you want to grow. What you're going through is not your final destination. It's just a learning place. It's just a teaching moment. It's time to slow down a little bit. Don't make a, dis don't make a rash decision. It's confusing right now. Everything's in chaos. Speak to the storm. Speak to the chaos. Tell that storm to be still so that you can hear, so that you can see. I can't hear God. Well, just, get, just, just keep moving. Don't stop. Most of your friends are going to say you, be still and see the salvation of the Lord. My advice to you is don't stop. If you're going through hell, don't stop. If you're catching hell, don't hold it. Don't stop. Don't stop. Just keep doing what you were doing on your previous instruction. If you haven't heard anything, just keep doing what you was doing on your previous assignment. 
Stay there till you hear something. Don't jump the process early. Don't quit the process early. Don't leave early. Don't quit the job for you were supposed to. Don't quit the marriage for you were supposed to. It's just a bump right now. You're going to make it. I'm here to tell you today you're going to make it. Look at somebody and say, you're going to make it. Turn to the other side and say, you're going to make it. There you go. Speak to your hand. You're going to make it. Speak to your checkbook. You're going to make it. Speak to your relationships. You're going to make it. Speak to your business. If you're a business owner and you feel like you're going out of business, speak to your business. You're going to make it. Don't quit. Don't close shop just yet. God said it ain't over. I ain't done with you. Come on, give God some prayer. I ain't done with you. It ain't over with. Don't give up. Hallelujah. What you're going through, failure's not final. It's just a stopping place. It's a time for you to learn something. It's a time for you to learn what what, what, what's on the inside of you. It's time to evaluate yourself. You know what a test is just an evaluation. But let me tell you, this, this is the picture I want you to get of what this testing is going to do for you. It's going to give you power. Now, power is translated in Greek in two different words, and Pastor Dale spoke on it last week. By the way, I'm just going to interject this right now. He sends his love, and I was supposed to tell you that this morning. He loves you guys, but he has taken a much-needed sabbatical, so you just bless him, okay? But he loves you, and he wishes he was here, but he knows he's in good hands here with me, okay? But you're, 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 you're yeah, that's right. Go on, hallelujah. He shot that up a you're in good hands today, I'm just telling you. If I may speak for myself, you're in good hands today. Just saying. Lord. You're in good hands today. But let me tell you what it's producing for you. It's producing for you power. Now, power is translated in two different Greek words. Pastor Dale went over it last week or week before, but he talked about exousia. That's one definition, Greek definition of power. Exousia is authority, translated authority. Okay, but there's a different kind of power and there's a dunamis power. Okay, so I'm going to let you know the difference. And I wish I had somebody in uniform today. I know we got a couple of law enforcement officers. But exousia is the badge. That's what gives you the authority. Dunamis is the gun. That's what gives you the ability. Now, if I come to your door and knock on your door to execute a warrant, I better have a badge because I don't have authority to enter your house without the badge. Now, I might have the dunamis, but I don't have the authority. And if I have the dunamis and I use that power without the authority, then it's illegal and it's not going to work very good for you. But now, if you have the authority to use the dunamis, then you're going to get some things done. Now, what gives you the authority? You've got to go through the testing. Now, I know Jesus does give you the authority, by, by and, and I'm not using biblical interpretation as much as I'm using application. Okay? So, what gives you the authority is the testing. Because to get that badge, if you're a law enforcement officer, you have to go to school, you have to take a test, and you have to be given the right to use that. That authority is what gives you the right to use that. So Zeusia and Dunamis, and they work hand in hand. So that authority or that, that trial that you're going through today, this week, this year, this month, whatever it is, that's the weight and the exceeding weight of glory that Paul talks about is that authority that he's given you. And you're going to have authority to move in that realm. You're going to have authority to move in the financial realm. You're going to have authority to move and to minister to, to people who have been through what you're going through. Do you know how awesome it is for me to have gone through what I went through, to be able to, as, as people, if I have come across people that have, are going through or have been through or, or about to go through some of the things that I've been through in life, to be able to say, look, you're going to make it. You're going to make it. 
You're not going to die. Sometimes, man, pressure get on you so much. Have you ever been under so much pressure that your chest just feels like it's going to cave in? Just, I, I just don't know if I'm going to... I can't breathe. I can't relax. I can't think. I can't enjoy. That kind of pressure? Listen, I'm here to tell you today you're going to live. I, not only are you going to live, but you're going to live abundantly. Because the thief cometh not, but the steal, kill, and destroy. But God, Jesus said, I have come that you might have life. Not only life. Listen, it's one thing to be in this life and live life, okay? I, I, I see people on a daily basis who live life, who survive. Survive. Living on $800 a month and got all kind of kids and grandkids and great-grands living in the house with them, sponging off of them and living off of $800 a month, trying to pay a house payment, electric bill, and insurance and cars and I, listen, I see it every day. Every day. Trying to survive, trying to make it. That ain't what God wants for you, man. That ain't what God's got for you. God's got better for you. He's got best for you. He don't just have better, he's got best. He sent his best for you. Why are you living less than the best? I'm here to tell you that you can live better and you're going to if you won't quit the process. If you won't give up in the middle of the fight. If you won't give up in the middle of the test. If you won't give up in the middle of the storm. If you won't be like those people with Paul and jump ship early. Because your, 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 your word is coming for you today. Not jump ship. That's your word for today. That's your word for somebody today. If that's your word, just reach up and grab it. But don't jump ship. Don't quit early. Because what God's got for you on the other side of this is so much more better. If that's even good English, I don't care. More better. More better, more better, more better. Sounds right. It's so much better than what you have and what you've had. Let the process get the Egypt out of you. Let the process get out of you that, that's keeping you Bible says in Romans chapter 12, verse 1, he says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, which is holy and acceptable in the Lord. He said, but be ye transformed. Be not conformed to this world or to this way of thinking. Don't, don't be conformed to your situation. Don't let your situation conform you into that. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You got to think different about what you're going through. You got to think different about what's happening to you. You got to say, I know it ain't God, but I know it's working for me, a far more exceeding weight of glory so that I can give a gift to somebody. Hallelujah. Lord, I'll preach this morning if you'll let me. It's producing in you a far more Exceeding weight and, 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 and aromatic perfume. <laughs> Listen, when you make it through, you're going to release that to God. And it's going to be, the Bible says, a sweet smelling savor unto the Lord. Now, he's accepted you because you're in Jesus, okay? So, I, I'm, again, we're making application, not biblical interpretation. But when you give that to Jesus this morning, when you give that to God this morning, it's producing such an aroma and such a sweet smell. And God is so pleased. Listen, God is so pleased with you. He is so pleased with you. Right in the middle of what you're going through right now when you're screaming on the inside, you may even be screaming on the outside. You may even be yelling at somebody. You may even be fussing at somebody or screaming at somebody or whatever. Right in the middle of that, God is so pleased with you. He is so pleased with, with what is producing on the inside of you, what this test is producing in you, God is happy about. Now, he's not happy about the test because it ain't from him. But he is happy about what it's producing. Why? Because you're going to be able to minister to so many more people. The reason that I can minister to you about being broke, because I've been broke. I filed bankruptcy on bankruptcy. I was so broke. 
Now tell me how you do that. Ain't none of y'all been that broke. I filed bankruptcy, couldn't pay it, had to turn around and file bankruptcy on that bankruptcy. I've been there. I know what it's like. I know what it's like to struggle. Don't let this custom $1,000 suit fool you. <laughs> Took me a while to get here. Took some mess to get out of me. God had to re, I had to rethink. I had to learn. I had to think differently about who I was and about who God was in me and about how God loved me no matter what I went through, no matter what I've been through, no matter what kind of situation or trial or temptation I'd ever been through, God loved me. He loves me. God loves me. You hear me? God loves you. God loves you. I'm talking about he loves you. He sent his son. I heard a man describe it this way one time. He bankrupted heaven for you. He sent his only son for you. And he's never going to leave you. He's never going to forsake you. The Bible says he's going to go all the way with you. Let me tell you something. You, you, you can't see it, but he's there. Look next to you and say, hey, Lord. Because he's there. Listen, he ain't left you. You feel alone. You feel alone. You feel dark. You feel like you're in a cave. You feel like you can't see anything. You don't know what's going on, but I'm telling you that he's right there. He ain't going to let you fall. He ain't going to let you stumble. He's right there with you. And he loves you. He's got so much love for you that he wanted you to know this morning, please don't quit. Don't give up. Some of you are right on, right on the edge of making a rash decision. Some of you are right on the edge of making a, a, a horrible decision about your future because you're confused and you don't know what's going on and you don't hear nothing and, and all that. And I'm saying, listen, just keep on the same assignment, but know that God is with you and he hasn't left you and he's going to give you that answer. Those prayers that you've prayed, as, as Pastor Dale has preached in the past, those prayers that you've prayed that you no longer pray, he has heard. And he has sent the answer. Just ask the Father. He's producing in you a weight of glory this morning. To give you the authority, the exousia, that also produces the dunamis. Now you have the physical ability to do what God's called you to do. And be who God's called you to be. You not only have the exousia, but you have to do this. That's what this trial and testing is producing in you. God didn't plan it for you. He didn't plan for you to go through this. It wasn't his design for you to get in despair. He had nothing but the best in plan for you. He's got you. He's got you on his mind. You're in the mind of God. Did you know that? He said, let the mind of Christ also be in you. You're on Christ's mind. Your faith has to be in your foundation, which is God equals good, devil equals bad. And he'll use any hand he's dealt if you allow him. Stand with me this morning. You're going to get out early. You'll be the first in line to get chicken today. Hallelujah. Me, I'm going to go shoot some shotguns today. How about that? Father, we just thank you. We thank you for your word today to your people that says don't give up. Don't quit. Father, we bless you and I pray over every person in this room. I pray over those that may be going through things and may not be. Maybe you're, maybe you're there. Maybe you've already made it through. God bless you.
But Father, we thank you for the process. We thank you and we say joy. Because at the end of it, it may not be joyous now. We, we may, we may, it may not seem joy, but James said, count it joy. He just said, count it joy. Have you ever looked this up and say, just go and count that mine. It ain't mine yet, but go and count it as mine. I'm claiming it. So you claim joy. If you don't have joy, I want somebody to claim joy today. James said, count it joy. Count it as joy. Count it as joy. Father, I just released joy, your joy. The joy of the Lord is their strength. Let them rejoice in you. Rejoice to joy, to have joy again in you. Let them look at you and realize what they've made it through already and how they're going to make it through again. That is going to bring joy to them, Father. I believe it in Jesus' name. Listen, if we got a few of the the ministry team that can come up and be here for those that need prayer. Listen, if you if you need prayer, maybe you need wisdom and you don't you don't feel like you're hearing it. But I, I guarantee you these men and women, I've tried them. I've tried them and found them to be to have wisdom. So if you need prayer today to help you guide you through whatever you're going through, Come to prayer, okay? Let these men and women pray for you. But as you leave today, and I'll dismiss the congregation, as you leave today, you just know, don't quit. Because it's carrying something in you that you're going to be able to turn around, not only give to the Lord, but to give to somebody else, to give to my brother, to give to my sister that may be hurting that may be going through what you're going through. They just need a little word from you. It's producing in you a far more exceeding weight than what you see it is right now. So Father, I dismiss these people in the name of Jesus. Let them go in your joy today, knowing that they're going to make it through whatever they're going through. Father, we give you all praise, all glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Go in the peace and love of the Lord. If you need prayer, please come up. Amen.